Hello and welcome everyone in the Living Archives podcast show with me, Soha. Today I'll be touching the topics emerging about Israel and Palestine conflict and how the world is reacting and taking its positions for both sides. The international conference in Cairo, Egypt is taking place where President Mahmoud Abbas of Palestine told the international conference that they will not accept being transferred outside the Gaza Strip. He said, and I'm quoting, Ladies and gentlemen, we will not leave, we will not leave, we will not leave, and we will remain on our land. Now, while this conference is going on, tens of thousands of protesters in cities around the world have called for an end to Israel's assault on Gaza. These protests are growing in number with every passing by day. Today also, the Rafah border crossing between Egypt and Gaza reopened. But for how long? It's still a question mark. Twenty trucks with the vital supplies and humanitarian aid have entered Gaza in the first course. Now, Rafah crossing is the only point through which one can go to the Palestinian side for now. The crossing has been reopened in the past hours. But as I've mentioned before, for how long, we don't know yet. The humanitarian aid which is entering in Gaza, having it medicine, food supplies, water, and other essentials for life. Now, as we know that world leaders attended Cairo Peace Summit to de-escalate Israel and Gaza war and gathered to show solidarity with Palestine, hence to speed up peace efforts between Israel and Palestine. Representatives from countries including Jordan, Germany, Russia, China, France, and United Kingdom, as well as Saudi, Qatar, South Africa, United States, United Nations, and European Union officials attended the summit. Addressing the summit, the King of Jordan said, The message the Arab world is hearing is loud and clear. He said, and I'm quoting, Palestinian lives matter less than the Israeli ones. Our lives matter less than other lives. The application of international law is optional, and human rights have boundaries. They stop at borders, they stop at races, and they stop at religions. And that, says Jordan's King Abdullah II, is a very, very dangerous message. Not to forget that the pro-Palestinian protests are growing every day. Around 100,000 people attended pro-Palestinian protests in central London. Massive crowds, probably the whole of Maldives, was in streets in support of Palestine. Huge protests in New York and in South Korea. People protested on the Downing Street as well, demanding the ceasefire now. Now, since the Israel-Gaza war has started, at least 19 journalists have lost their lives. Eight of them got severely injured, and three are missing. So what the world is witnessing now, we haven't witnessed it in the recent past. Listen to this. In Liverpool, the fans shouted, For God's sake, save Gaza. They gave this message loud and clear for the support. To Palestine. Now the question pops in one's mind that only 20 trucks for 2.2 million people carrying the relief supplies of UNRWA and ICRC 
which crossed the Rafa border and entered Gaza, will it be enough to save multiple lives, provide them food, provide them water and essentials? Of course not. The requirement is much, much more. And let me add it here. It took two weeks to get 20 trucks. Imagine. Now, President Biden is saying that I sent Congress an urgent budget request to fund America's national security needs to support our critical partners, including Israel and Ukraine. He says, and I'm quoting one of his tweets, it's a smart investment that's going to pay dividends for American security for generations. Whereas the reports circulating on the media say that the IDF says it is preparing for the next stage of the war, including ground operations. Now, in response to that, Iranian intelligence ministers is also giving a warning to Israel, saying, and I'm quoting, Israel should brace themselves for revenge. Israel must be prepared for vengeance from both divine and the people. So things are surely heating up. Yesterday, a woman who is a podcaster as well was standing at the Rafa border, which is a crossing between Egypt and Palestinians' Gaza side. She confronted a CNN correspondent over the West biased media coverage. She said, We are watching the result of your silence. Today, the mainstream media, New York Times, posted the pictures of Palestinian children killed by the Israeli attacks on their front page. So world is surely voicing out, demanding peace and no war, demanding no civilian casualties, demanding humanitarian aid for Gaza. While all of this is going on, the de-dollarization idea launched by Russia and China is accelerating too. The calculated share of rubles and yuan in Russia's foreign trade has increased to almost 70% as Moscow is moving away from Western currencies. Now, the Ministry of the Economic Development in Russia shared some recent data also, which shows that the yuan will overtake the dollar in Russia's import settlements with China in 2022. Also shows that since then, the Chinese currency has been used in Russian trade with Mongolia, Taiwan, Philippines, Malaysia, United Arab Emirates, Tajikistan, Singapore, Japan, and Thailand. So it surely reflects the Russian move that the Russian currency, along with Chinese currency, is about to take a strong hold in the world. So major shifts and major changes are taking place in the world right now. May it be on the political front, war theaters front, regarding geopolitical policies, or on the financial horizon of the world. Now, in the given circumstances, President Biden is urging Israel to restrain on Hezbollah front. This is his effort to prevent any further escalation, which is not good for anyone in the world. According to the New York Times, President Joe Biden has advised Israeli leaders to exercise caution in launching a major attack on Hezbollah in Lebanon. And this is to avoid opening a second front, which will be difficult to deal with at the same time when there is a conflict already with Hamas. Now, point to be noted is that Washington is actively working through various channels to manage the Hezbollah situation and messages 
are being conveyed to Tehran also to prevent any further escalation. Source of this news is the New York Times. Another news is pouring in, which is very important, that the Israeli Air Force once again dropped leaflets over the northern Gaza Strip today, as stating urgent warning to the residents of Gaza: your presence to the north of Wadi Gaza is putting your lives at risk. Anyone who chooses not to evacuate from the north of Gaza Strip to the south of Gaza Strip may be identified as a partner in a terrorist organization. So it seems like that despite all the efforts, the scale of the war is about to expand. MTV and Al Manar is also giving news about Israeli army continues to bomb targets in South Lebanon. The strike is hours after the Israeli defense minister said Hezbollah decided to participate in the fighting and is paying a heavy price. Not to forget this all is happening while world leaders at the Cairo Peace Summit are trying to de-escalate the Israel-Gaza war. So with this, I wrap up today's podcast episode and as soon as more developments will be, I'll keep you posted immediately. You're listening to the Living Archives podcast with me, Soha. Bye for now.